With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at First, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening to the Doug Gottlieb Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday, 3 to 6 Eastern, 12 to 3 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Doug Gottlieb Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Listening to Fox Sports Radio. And the road to 100 continues as we find 34 Twitter accounts for Bucky to chop. So he gets down to that even number of 100. And Bucky, I've got some bad news for the Miami Heat. Get Bucky on Twitter at Bucky Brooks. You can find me on Twitter at Dan Byer on Fox. If you're going to save the Hamilton Tie Cats, that is not good news for the Miami Heat. Another franchise that you follow <laughs> on Twitter. You have to cut 34 people if you want to get down to 100. There are going to be some tough decisions, and I think the Miami Heat are going to meet their fate on your quest to 100. Oh, man. Heat culture. I'm all about heat culture, though. Like, that's tough. That'd be tough for me. Here's, here's the good thing about if you cut the Miami Heat from your Twitter account. Number one, it's not like it's personal to someone who is the Miami Heat. It's not like you're personal to Jimmy Butler. You're just, you're just cutting a team, so there's no personal connection. And the other part about it, like who cares at what time tip-off is? Or who cares <laughs> who's winning at the end of the first quarter? You can find that stuff yourself. You can find out if guys have gone to the community and helped out that day. You can do that on your own. You don't need to follow the Miami Heat for that. I think the Miami Heat should be uh, the first. The heat, you think the Heat should be out? Yes. You've got really tough decisions. 34 people to get down to 100. And there are a lot of people that you know that you can't cut and if you're going to keep all 32 nfl teams again that's only 68 spots for everyone else which by the way i completely know that you can't add me because of the lack of room and i am totally fine with that in fact i'm more enamored with the 34 <laughs> that are going to be on the cutting room want? floor maybe see like now we've talked about it so much like i was thinking that maybe like christmas day like 
No one's paying attention. They just kind of find themselves unfollowed. <laughs> you know? Until they like, go through their account and then they see that the follows you icon next to your name is now out. It is gone. Oh, uh, yes. You can also send out that lame tweet like, hey, sorry, everybody. Don't know what happened. Don't Lost know what a happened. bunch of followers. Lost, you know? Hey, don't know. Like, purge. It was a purge. Uh, if you think if you think losing LeBron James is going to hurt the Miami Heat, wait till they lose Bucky Brooks as a follower on Twitter. Speaking of LeBron James, we're not talking about LeBron leaving Miami. We are actually talking about LeBron going to Miami. And by the way, this isn't ancient history. This actually is a topic of conversation that came up on the Bootleg Kev podcast with one of LeBron's former teammates, Amon Shumpert, most recently crowned as the winner Mm -hmm. of Dancing with the Stars. Said this about LeBron when he went to Miami uh, about a little over a decade ago. This was Shumpert weighing in on that decision. It wasn't Katie. It was Bron first going to Miami. Bron knows he ruined basketball. Okay, let me ask you this. Do you think that was – I always look at the Bron first – Bron ruined basketball. He thought, Le- he, was, he thought he was making it better. I get it. So you think LeBron <laughs> ruined it for everything? Me personally, I love the NBA for the loyalty that I thought was there. He basically knocked the fourth wall down like, man, the owners ain't they we doing what we want. Great business move for sure. But when you think about it outside looking in, like I got people tweeting me right now. They like literally talking about owners and trades. It's like, bro, y'all not supposed to be talking about none of this, right, right, actually. Right, right. Ruined basketball. I would correct uh, Shumpert in saying when he said that LeBron uh, knocked down the fourth wall, he went from the top turnbuckle, uh, did a flying flip uh, Mm -hmm. feet first with that wall, knocking it down with the decision, which at the time, Bucky, I was not a fan of the decision. Through my years of growing older and realizing what LeBron did, I think the televised decision was the absolute Mm -hmm. best thing he could have done. I wish more people would do it. But I just have a tough time believing that LeBron was the one to ruin basketball, considering where we are right now. But I guess Shumpert's point is that LeBron was the one to really start the super team sort of thing. I just I don't agree with that. I think basketball needed to change, and LeBron James helped that uh, helped usher that in. Well, here's what I would say: the super team thing has always existed in L.A. How do you think Wilt Chamberlain and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar and all those guys just ended up in a Laker uniform? They've always had super teams. The Celtics always would take stars of other teams that were near the end of their career. That's how Bill Walton won a Six Man of the Year award after being a star in Portland. The league has always had that. It's just because LeBron was so maybe open and overt with the player doing it. That's the difference. I think that is the thing. Teams have always accumulated stars to try and put together the best roster to win. LeBron just flipped it because he and his buddies and his cohorts decided they want to go to Miami, play in South Beach, and be a part of Heat culture. Like I, I didn't like I, – I, I really didn't like Kevin Durant going to – uh, Golden State from Oklahoma City. I didn't dig that either. I didn't, that, I, didn't like, I didn't like it. The Heat weren't the best team in the NBA when LeBron uh, was was signing with them. It wasn't like the Heat and Cavs were going head-to-head in Eastern Conference Finals, and then LeBron's like, you know what, I'm going to jump to the other team, and then now we're going to really completely dominate. And as we saw in the four years in Miami, and there were four straight Finals appearances, but only two titles during that time. Mm-hmm. And in the last title, the, they weren't even close to competing with the San Antonio Spurs. Like The Spurs were just head and shoulders above uh, above what the Miami Heat were. It was what Durant did – that to me put a lull in the NBA season because there were only three games in that regular season that mattered. And then the playoffs didn't even matter until the NBA finals because we just wanted a LeBron against Golden State sort of matchup. That's that's kind of what it ended up because we honestly, LeBron and the Cavs were maybe the only team that could have taken down a Golden State we thought at that time until Toronto did after the Warriors had all of their their injuries. But that's what I that's what the the KD had more of a ramification to me because it just made about 27 teams in the NBA 
irrelevant. Mm-hmm. Where LeBron, I think you, as you, we saw, the Mavs won the title. Oklahoma City faced them in one. They went one and one against the Spurs. Like there were other teams that were still competing. It was the back end of the Celtics sort of deal. You still felt like there was a competitive balance in the NBA when KD left. I think that competitive balance was gone, and that was much worse than LeBron leaving for Miami. I agree, and it was so weird because you went from a team that was up. Well, I think they were up three one on the Warriors the previous year. And then he he dips on them after they lose. Yeah, you join a team that is already great. They were won seventy three games or whatever. Like it, it, it just kind of it didn't go with what you would think a competitor would do. Like normally, it's always like, oh, I hate them. I want to knock them off. Not, oh, I want to join them. And so it's kind of spawned this thing where um, kids, even at lower levels, like rather than kind of, hey, I want to knock off the number one team. Everyone wants to join the number one team. So you kind of have like. I mean, the only word I can use is like a bunch of bandwagon guys or front runners. And so I think that is why we kind of hate it. But I think KD's move was more of that than what LeBron's move was. Because I don't think there, you, you talk about Miami wasn't at, at, top, at the top when he went there. No, no. And, and, and there's something else that changed in the NBA. I do got to tell you, it can happen easily. A few drinks become a few too many. It's time to go and you think of calling for a ride home. Now, nah, what's the worst that can happen? You get pulled over, you lose your license, you total your car, you kill someone, drive sober, get pulled over, paid for by NHTSA. The other change in this, what I think Shumpert is getting at, is that, which I'm surprised because he's a former player, is that the power of the player changed hands. Mm-hmm where it went from front offices, maybe head coaches, having their say in how to build a team to now the players get all the say. Right, player empowerment. Yeah, yeah, and I'm surprised to hear a former player say that he's the one that ruined it. Now, the way that he was saying it, didn't sound like he was mad about it. It just sounded like this is, you know, this is how he ruined it. And I get wanting to be loyal, but... There's not – I mean, we see, it in the, we see it in the NFL. Do you think Aaron Rodgers is loyal to the Packers? No. Tom Brady, you know, while he was playing with the Patriots, was loyal to him, but he wanted a change. I'm not a huge fan of, of loyalty, but I don't think that LeBron necessarily uh, ruined that completely. I think what he did is he just changed the power going from the front office to the actual players in the NBA, which I would think a lot of players would actually love. Yeah, no, the power did start to go to the players. It's the first time we saw players kind of get together and collaborate and figure out what would be the best team for them. And, I mean, it, like, it's, it's been different. But I would say I, I would say it has impacted the game. It's impacted the regular season because I don't know if anyone really watches regular season NBA games like they used to because it's so transient. I, I can't even – you ask me – um, it's almost like those things you see on TNT when they ask, like, hey, is this player still in the league? And they ask Shaq or Barkley. And I'm like, yeah, I don't know. Who he played like, for. Yeah, who he yeah. played for. Like, I, yeah. I, don't, I don't know. Um, and so it's the same thing. You don't hone in until the playoffs. And I'm like, oh, he plays for them now? When did that happen? <laughs> what? It's just, by the way, just so brilliant. Because also, no one's ever going to, you know, question Chuck's basketball knowledge. People try to. He just may not know who's in what uniform, which I totally totally can can get with. Just like I didn't know Duke Johnson was in a Dolphins uniform this past week and he was in the end zone. That was quite a curveball. But the, you know, the, the other thing with the NBA regular season. Because I also too am like right now we're in the you know so involved in the, in the NFL and even in college football uh, in in leading up to to the playoff and the bowl season it is it is tough you know for for me to sit there and try to be fully invested in an NBA regular season when that's not what we that's not what we judge mm-hmm. people on like the only thing that matters is how you perform in the playoffs. It's truly what it is. And the the NBA season is long enough, but it's really, I think, the focus that we've put on on just winning a title or getting to the NBA Mm -hmm. Finals – that that has diminished everything. And the Bucks are a perfect example because as that team was trying to grow the two years before they won the NBA title, they were a number one seed. And you thought maybe as a team that you were growing, but nobody, the only thing they got from that, Bucky, was disappointment and people being like, yeah, they're the number one seed, but they can't do it. 
So then they end up being a three seed, end up navigating their way to the NBA title this past year. And nobody is saying NBA champion Milwaukee Bucks and the number one seed the two prior years. Like no one cares about that because the only thing that matters is the playoffs. And that's that's actually been a bit of a change in the NBA. The play, NBA in the mid 2000s mm-hmm. was not good. It was, it was not good at all. So the, the, the change that we have seen over the last 15 years, I think is beneficial. But now to be able to just only focus on mid-April to mid-June, I actually think is it, it's just too exhausting to follow the NBA for eight or nine months. You know, I used to say this about um, in baseball, like, would you rather be prior to this year? Would you rather be the Miami Marlins or the Florida Marlins or the Atlanta mm-hmm. Braves? Right, so the Atlanta Braves for years and years on end would dominate um, their division. They would win all the titles. They would make it to the postseason, but they would come up short. Only had one title prior to this year. The Miami Marlins or the Florida Marlins would never go, but when they would go, they would win it. So so which fan would you rather be a fan of the Marlins where you go years and years on end without winning a championship, or would you rather be the Braves where you're always there, but then you're always heartbroken? Like that's the difference. Yeah. You know what it is? I'd rather be the Marlins. You know why? Because it's it's the guy or the girl that never gets dumped. (laughs) Like they're the one that's dumping everyone. You know, like it doesn't matter. Like the Braves were getting dumped every year by someone that they really liked and thought that they had a future with. Just be the Marlins. Just you know, just just win it once or twice and just move on with your life. That's that's the that's the way to go. That's better to have loved than lost than never to love at all. Not the Marlins case. Nope. Nope. Just do it like that. He's Bucky Brooks. I'm Dan Byer. It is the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. Do you think it's okay to drive stone? The truth is your reaction time slow way down when you're high. You not only put yourself in danger, but everyone around you. Stop kidding yourself. If you've been using marijuana in any form, do not get behind the wheel. If you feel different, you drive different. Drive high, get a DUI paid for by NHTSA. Get Bucky on Twitter, at Bucky Brooks. The quest to 100 continues as Bucky tries to trim the people he follows on Twitter from 134 to 100. Again, it's going to be a tough holiday for the Miami Heat. Coming up next, it's the airing of grievances on this Festivus holiday. That's here on Fox Sports Radio. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. 
and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glazer Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glazer Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glazer Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glazer Podcast to start listening. I'm Dan Beyer. He's Bucky Brooks, the NFL vet, now NFL analyst, sitting in for Doug. Two days away from Christmas. Check out the latest lines for the world of sports at Bet Rivers Sportsbook. Bet Rivers is the trusted name in online sports betting. Must be 21. Must be present in Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, and Pennsylvania to play. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Yes, Christmas Eve is tomorrow, and the day after that is Christmas. But today... Happy Festivus. I got a lot of problems with you people. Now you're going to hear about it. We air out our grievances today in the world of sports, Bucky. It is Festivus. It is December 23rd, made popular by the great episode on Seinfeld. I got a lot of problems in the world of sports. I know the guys on the crew do (laughs) as well. I'm going to air them out, Bucky. And my first one, looking at you, National Football League, your stupid 10-minute overtimes are just plans for more ties in the National Football League. What's an extra five minutes? Do you know how many times in overtime we have a two or maybe three possession game? The 10-minute overtime is so destined for ties, it drives me absolutely nuts. Make it 12. 12 minutes. I don't care. Just 10 minutes is way too short. I've got such a problem with the 10 minute overtime in the NFL. Wow. Wow. You just want to play forever? You want sudden death? Like, what, what is it that you want from overtime? I like make overtime. It, make it sudden death or make it longer. But to put 10 minutes on the clock and be like, all right, figure this out. That's why we've had so many ties in the NFL over the last couple of years. <laughs> I, uh, I also have a problem. Uh, spot of foul pass interference penalties. There should never be a 48-yard penalty in the National Football League unless it's an egregious tackle of a wide receiver running on his way to a clear touchdown. That it is, it is such a bad rule for a you, – you could have a 56-yard penalty in the NFL. How in the world is that fair? That it, 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 that bothers me. If there's any doubt that it wouldn't be a touchdown, 20-yard penalty. Boom, done. 25-yard penalty, that's fine. There should be no penalty that is 48 yards Bucky I I can get behind that one I can get behind that one I can, I can get behind a 20 to 25 yard penalty I'm, I'm I'm okay with that I do hate the let's throw it up and let's put it in the hands of the official to make a call for a major exchange of yards I'm good with that I'm, we I'm are okay with you we are airing our grievances here on this festivus in the sports world here on Fox Sports Radio you know what else makes me mad <laughs> fantasy insiders who tell me to sit Jared Goff or Davis Mills. Yeah, I probably was going to do that. You know what? I'm in the playoffs. I didn't get here by starting Jared Goff all season. I'm sure as heck not going to start now. That is not going to happen. 
Why someone would need to tell me that I need to start Jared Goff, I have no idea. I am Look, $500 could be on the line for someone, and no one is saying, you know what, I like Davis Mills against the Chargers. I think I'm going to sit Aaron Rodgers against Cleveland. No one is saying that. Fantasy insiders don't tell me. I, I don't need wow. to know to sit Davis Mills. Man, yeah, it bothers me. Bother, you really angry today. You're saying you want a piece of me? <laughs> really oh, angry. Uh, all right. We're airing grievances. This is cr- yeah, Jason Stewart, you have some grievances to air on this Festivus. I've been sitting on this one for a while. Do you know, um, you know, like at the end of the game when, when teams are trying to kill time, the commentator, and it's always an ex-athlete, and they always give way too much credit to the running back for staying in bounds. Mm. Oh, that was a smart play that yeah. he stayed. To me, it's like that's his job. Like He should do that. I would make the argument that it's a dumb play for him to run out of bounds, but it's Correct. not a smart play for him to stay in bounds, is it, Bucky? I mean, it is kind of heady. When they, they do that, especially when they go right to the sideline and they just kind of drop on their bottom inbounds. That's a smart play. I like that. It's, it's, you're doing what you're supposed to do. To Jason's point, if they run out of bounds, we should have carte blanche to be like, that was dumb. That was a dumb play right there. That's what I think. That's what we need. Wow. Well, you should stay in bounds. You should know the situation. There's no way you should run out of bounds. Man, that's man. what we need on man. this Festivus. You guys are tough. Tough guys right there. I got a lot of problems with you people. <laughs> yeah, I got a problem with people that want the Washington football team to be called the Washington football team. I like Why? that name. Why? I love that name. This isn't soccer. It reminds me of soccer. I don't want FC Chicago. I don't need this stuff. So I don't go- need Real Kansas City Chiefs. I don't need that stuff. No, thank you. So we're going we to call them the Wolves after we all grew up knowing that that was not their name? <laughs> like, it's, like, hey, hey. it's like the Washington Bullets moving to the Wizards. You're not the Wizards. You're the Bullets with a different name. I don't like that. No. Calling them the Washington football team is punting on second down. That's how bad it is. <laughs> You're just giving up. You're not giving anything a chance. You think that's something that might work actually works. Oh, I don't, I don't know. oh my goodness. Oh, gosh. Man. I got a lot of problems with you people, just like Frank Costanza. I got you know a lot what? of problems with you people. <laughs> <laughs> you know who else I can't stand? People who can't figure out why the PGA Tour hasn't found their next Tiger Woods. I'll tell you why. Because there isn't an ex-Tiger Woods, people. There is only one of one. Kind of hard to replace the guy that changed everything in the sport. Oh, my goodness. Golf's down because there's no next Tiger Woods. No, duh. Guess what? Golf is just fine. It's just he's a a comet. He's he's a – again, he's a one of one. He's an NFT. There's only one Tiger Woods. People. Quit trying to tell me that there should be more. We saw we saw the next Tiger Woods. His name is Charlie. His name's Charlie. There you go. We, Fair we enough. Charlie. All right. He could be, but he's still not Tiger. Oh, <laughs> uh, there it is. Happy Festivus to uh, to you and yours, Bucky. No grievances. No, I mean, I like I'm pretty cool with with sport. I I, I kind of like that. The only thing that I don't like is I don't like bowl season now. I think bowl season is now boring because no one plays in it. There's nothing yeah. on the line. We have too many bowl games. Like, it's fun to watch the games, but they're really like spring practice scrimmages now because you're playing a bunch of guys that – like, I watched Missouri Army last night, and the freshman was making his first start for Missouri, but I didn't know who he was. So I watched it, yeah. but I didn't know. It's not the same intrigue. You know? I was, I was Sam wants to Really in. quick. Jason's saying we got to go up to too. Real quick, though, I got a grievance with all these guys playing their bowl games and then going right – into the transfer portal. What's that all about? Just like the Missouri quarterback. <laughs> just like the Wyoming quarterback. Like You just won a bowl game. You're the man. Why are you leaving town? Yeah, the Wyoming yeah. quarterback is especially. We ran for like the, 200 years. The Missouri quarterback oh, also leaving. I don't get it. Oh, man. We got a lot of problems. We, we could do this next hour if we wanted. Uh, happy Festivus to you all. It is a happy Festivus. I have more grievances that I could get to, but we will, we will let them slide for another day. And uh, Iowa Sam is here. I think he wants to correct something yes. on our airing of grievances. Well, actually, I said that the uh, the Missouri quarterback is transferring. He was actually the starter. The backup made the, the, the bowl start. So uh, Connor uh, Bazelic, I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly, mm-hmm. he is the one who's transferring, not the one who started the Lockheed Armed Forces Bowl. I got good news. Correction. 
no one really cares about Missouri football right now, so <laughs> we didn't even need the correction. But I, I appreciate yeah. you trying to set the record straight because there's someone in Columbia saying, what is Iowa Sam talking about? That's just Iowa disrespecting Missouri again, and you just wanted to at least give them yeah. fair play. They were supposed to be our bowl opponent last year, but then they had a COVID issue. So mm. That's why I'm sticking it to them. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Bucky and I gave you uh, simultaneous. <laughs> simultaneous. Mm-hmm. Wrap it up, Sam. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, do you think it's okay to drive stone? Drive stone. The truth is, your reaction time slow way down when you're high. You not only put yourself in danger, but everyone around you. Stop kidding yourself. If you've been using marijuana in any form, do not get behind the wheel. If you feel different, you drive different. Drive high, get a DUI paid for by NHTSA. We had John Middlecoff earlier, and Bucky said that I was too afraid to address the Seattle Seahawks situation right now with the Seahawks uh, very likely out of the playoff picture after their recent loss to the Rams. The fact that they were even in the hunt, there should be another column, Bucky, on TV networks when they show in the playoffs or division leaders, wild cards in the hunt. They should be in the hunt, but not really in the hunt. That should be a, a separate column because that's probably where the Seahawks belong. But there was a time this year where I saw a playoff graphic had 14 teams in the NFC playoff picture. The only two that weren't in were Detroit and Seattle. So the fact that the Seahawks actually made it by beating the Houston Texans back into the graphic, that was very good. But Russell Wilson has not been very good. No. And you can blame you can blame the finger all you want. It seems to have gotten better since he uh has come back. But the real issue that that I just I I think in Seattle Bucky is Russell Wilson griped around the Super Bowl last year about, you know, mm-hmm. his say and having his part in everything. And he apparently did have a say in bringing in Shane Waldron their offensive coordinator. So now if Russell Wilson is playing poorly, which he is, he bears much more of the responsibility mm-hmm. than putting it on the GM or putting it on the head coach and bringing in a coach that you didn't work with. He seems lost in this offense, let alone trying to play with a finger that got operated on less than two months ago. I am glad that you brought that up, and I am surprised because I thought you were team Russell Wilson. He is a nice guy, so no one really criticizes him. But over the last year and a half, he's not been very good. He hasn't been good since the middle of last season. You know, everyone in that campaign up in the Northwest was like, oh, we got to let Russ cook. But Russ was burning the mills. He's been burning the mills. Mm-hmm. He, hasn't been, he hasn't been the same. And so they dumped Brian Schottheimer. Uh, Russell did have heavy say in the new offensive coordinator. And it hasn't looked great. And one of the reasons I will tell you why it doesn't look great when Russell's playing quarterback is Ru- the best part of Russell's game is when he plays off the script. When he improvises, it is hard for an offensive coordinator to call a game for a guy who likes to freelance. And so part of what the Rams were trying to do is put together a structured environment around Russell that would allow him to do less. Like he didn't have to work as hard to get the production, but he doesn't function well in that environment. And so what you have is a guy who is miscast and misplaced. And so until they're able to kind of figure out what is best for Russ or until Russ is able to adapt to a more structured offense, it's always going to look like what it looks like because he doesn't play well in a timing and rhythm based offense. He seemed there, there were clips going around on, on Seahawks sites, on Twitter, on, on, on passes to DK Metcalf that he missed in the Rams game where mm-hmm. Metcalf is wide open and, and Metcalf's obviously frustrated and there's going to mm-hmm. be decisions that you're going to have to make about him moving forward. But you know what I think really turned with Russell Wilson on Tuesday night was Russell Wilson, you know, very few, uh, if anyone, can throw a better long ball than mm-hmm. Russell Wilson. Yeah. And when he underthrew DK Metcalf, when they were struggling to do anything on offense that allowed Jalen Ramsey to come back and uh, deflect a, a play that, that was really could have been a huge play in the game, that's when you say, all right, now we're not even hitting those. And I know they didn't have Tyler Lockett. I, I completely mm-hmm. understand that. But that's a situation in a play where even if things are going wrong, 
you would still think, okay, Russ can throw one deep because that was really the only thing that they were doing early on in the season. Like their game mm-hmm. against the Colts and, and even against the Titans, they had just a bunch of big plays that they scored on, and, and that really masked the problems that mm-hmm. they would end up having over the next you know 12 or 13 games that they would play. Yeah, it's not a, it's not a very smooth or fluid offense. It doesn't operate like on schedule. Um, and I think this was one of the issues that uh, the Packers had with Aaron Rodgers at the end of McCarthy era is Mike McCarthy had a tough time calling plays because Aaron was playing um, such a sandlot version of football that is just hard. You just don't know. And so as the play caller, you get all the criticism and blame, but the offense isn't really being called or executed the way that you would envision it. Sometimes for quarterbacks like Russell, um, as they get older, what you want to do is take – a lot of the responsibility off of their shoulders. And so you want to make the game easy by putting in the run game. So they wanted to do some of the stuff that the Rams and some of these other Shanahan offenses do where they run the stretch on the running game and then come back and run the complimentary bootleg or play action passes because those are easy. You can do those in in, in your sleep when you're an older quarterback. But for whatever reason, like it doesn't necessarily work for Russell. And then the quick rhythm passing game, right, where you see Tom Brady throwing all these quick routes quick hitches, stick routes, quick outs. Russell doesn't throw those things well because it's catch, rock, and throw. He doesn't throw well on time. He kind of likes to float and, and, and move around in the pocket. It's hard to make the game easy and give him high percentage completions when he doesn't play on time. That's a hard part. Pete never wants to say that, but he said it in so many ways. Like, hey, we got to get people out of 2D. We got to do this stuff. But no one will come out and say, hey, man, Russell doesn't play well on time. Is is this known throughout NFL circles? Because now my, my question is, do teams think that they could get Russell Wilson on the cheap and it's going to be difficult to do a deal for him because of the kind of season that he's having? Uh, look, I, I think people entertain the possibility of bringing him on, but the Seahawks would be silly to get rid of him. They would be silly to get rid of him. One, they have him under contract. They have him under control. Two, when you think about moving Russell Wilson, the number one question has to be, well, who's going to play quarterback? So you are... Mr. Seahawk, how do you feel about Geno Smith being your quarterback after well, you trade Russell Wilson? I think I think that the, I don't think that it would be Geno Smith. I, I don't think that he would be the guy that would step in. I think that I think if you looked around the NFL and you took different places and took the temperature of certain teams, there are certain teams that would maybe have quarterbacks available if you were to do a deal where you could maybe get one in return. Okay, give me one. Uh, well, hey, what about a what about a young draft? What about if you, uh, you took the Chicago Bears and they said, hey? Russell, this is one of the four teams that okay. reportedly you mentioned. Mm-hmm. You give us, you know, you don't Justin have a first-round pick, so we'll take Justin Fields, and then you give us, you know, your firsts in uh, 2023 and 2024 and, and move on like that. Oh, so like you, you'd be okay. Okay, if they got if they got back at Justin Fields, you'd be okay with it. I, I think that that would be a route that they would they okay. would I'm have to with consider. That. Okay, yeah. okay, young Justin Fields, all right. Or if, if, if a team does have a first-round pick and there was another squad that they were, they were looking at, what about if, you know, I mean, so it was Scott the four, Fritter. The four teams were, it was like Dallas, New Orleans, Chicago, and New York. How you feel about Daniel it, Jones? Uh, well, no. Yeah, that, that was another team that popped up. I wouldn't be too keen about no Daniel that. Jones. So no but Daniel I'd rather Jones. have Daniel Jones than Geno Smith. Okay, so no Daniel Jones. But um, I'd rather have him than Geno Smith. So you take Daniel Jones in like three numbers. What about ones. the Raiders? What about the Raiders? I don't think that's on his list. Was that no, on they his were list? they were mentioned last year. They weren't in the latest report. Okay. Denver was another team that you popped take up. Derek, but you take you take Derek Carr. Yes. Okay, Derek Carr. Derek Carr would get the. My argument this past week, actually, after after that Raiders Browns game, was I if you put Derek Carr on Cleveland, how much better would the Browns be? And I think they would be better. I think they'd be how much better? A lot. I think they'd be better than than seven and seven. Better than seven seven. Yeah. Okay. You willing to pay forty five million for that? You're gonna have to pay. You're gonna have to pay Baker Mayfield something. Yeah, but you have to pay Baker Mayfield forty. I I don't know if you would do it. I would just just in in that spot. Like I still think Cleveland's in play for Aaron Rodgers, Alex Van Pelt, and that connection. Aaron, so. Aaron Rodgers is not going anywhere. He can't go kidding? anywhere. He can't he has, go anywhere. He doesn't have any leverage. He's gone like those 34 not, Twitter accounts you're going to say not, goodbye no, to. No, he's not gone. He'll be a Green Bay Packer. Uh-huh. He's, I'll, I'll he, even make a donut bet on that one. 
Okay. You're, we're, by the way, we're going to get you down to 133 on your Twitter followers. A happy Festivus <laughs> to you. He's Bucky Brooks. I'm Dan Beyer. Bucky follows 134 people, says he wants to get down to 100. We're trying to trim the list for him. Get him on Twitter at Bucky Brooks. You can find me on Twitter at Dan Beyer on Fox. I said it is the Doug Gottlieb Show. No Doug Gottlieb today. That's because Doug was in for Colin Cowherd on the herd earlier today. And you won't believe what he said about Lamar Jackson. You'll hear it next year on Fox Sports Radio. Who's saying you want a piece of me? Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape. You can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up as well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and challenge all-star. And speaking of all-stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers, and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of challenge champion. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
This is the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. It's a Doug Gottlieb Show with me, Dan Beyer, and NFL vet and current NFL analyst, Bucky Brooks. Very Merry Christmas to you and yours, and again, a happy Festivus. Mm-hmm. It can happen easily. A few drinks become a few too many. It's time to go, and you think of calling for a ride home. Now, nah, what's the worst that can happen? You get pulled over, you lose your license, you total your car, you kill someone, drive sober, get pulled over, paid for by NHTSA. Get think, Bucky on Twitter at Bucky Brooks. Go I ahead, think Bucky. I've done it. I think you, I found 15 candidates to lop off. <laughs> oh, really? I think I found 15 candidates to lop off. I think I can get to 120 by the end of the show. I was going to say we were going to play Twitter roulette where I would just <laughs> randomly scroll and where my thumb fell and I would have bad news for San Jose State baseball. Oh, I can't. They, I can't. Well, my, my son plays at San Jose State. He plays <laughs> on the baseball team. I can't I can't lob them off. Hey, whatever the wheel does, that's that's what happens. Bucky has 134 followers, or he follows 134 accounts. Yeah. I am not one of them, and I'm not asking to be followed because Bucky now I mean, needs, he wants to get down to 100. I mean, look, I may swap you out. I may make a, I may make a trade, but I think I found I went through during the break and I was like, you know, you just got to get skinny because I'm I'm just following what Steve Jobs and those guys were saying. Yeah. Make, make things simple. So simple is sophisticated because you got to dig deep. So I'm I'm a dig deep and man, I think by two o'clock Pacific time, five o'clock, I think we may have 120 left. Yo, the thing we just sorry some hard sorry, Miami Heat. Sorry, Miami Heat. I, I think the Heat can survive. I think they can survive. They can survive it. Well, well, that's bad news then for the Coaches Journal. I'll just say that much. <laughs> Get Bucky Brooks on Twitter, at Bucky Brooks. You can find me on Twitter, at Dan Byer on Fox. You could find Doug earlier today on Colin Cowherd. We're about to hear from him in a segment we like to call. And now. This is what Doug said today on The Herd as Ravens quarterback Lamar Jackson was made a part of the AFC Pro Bowl team. But if we're honest with ourselves, Mm. Lamar Jackson being penciled in to being a Pro Bowler is the perfect sign of he's established a brand and we just all assumed we haven't actually paid attention. Now, look, his best offensive lineman hasn't been healthy since he signed a big contract last year. He's gone through so many running backs I, I, I give up. I don't even know who's running the football for the Baltimore Ravens. But he's had Hollywood Brown. They did go and get him Sammy Watkins. He obviously, I mean, they, they drafted Rashad Bateman, right? And once he became healthy and eligible to play, like, he's been, I mean, like, they've gotten him weapons. And he's got a stud tight end. Maybe the, the second best pass-catching tight end in the NFL. Is that we okay with that? So he's got dudes around him. He's not having a good year. There's no one that could argue that Lamar Jackson, based upon his standards or anybody's expectations of the Ravens, he's had a good year. That from Doug Gottlieb earlier today on The Herd. Bucky, your thoughts? I think Doug is, I think he's the nail on the head. He hasn't had a great year. He hasn't played well. Um, He has some flash moments early in the year, but Lamar Jackson doesn't look like um, the MVP version of Lamar Jackson. He doesn't even look like the version that we saw um, a season ago. Like the difference is um, he's been more inconsistent, not necessarily in the passing game, but he's not as dynamic as he was as a runner this year. He hasn't impacted the game. Yes, he has a bunch of yards and that stuff. And yes, he's playing with a depleted um, injury lineup. You know, injuries have depleted the lineup. But let's just look at him. He hasn't had the same wow factor that he had early in his career. And sometimes, like, it happens when you get older, you can't deliver those splash plays athletically. But he hasn't been what he was. And some of that is due to he did set the bar really, really high. But if we are being honest, he hasn't played at that that level. And I think you can make the case that maybe he shouldn't be a Pro Bowler this year based well, on his performance. Well, Doug, Doug will do a thing when Doug's on the show, and I think that it's apropos here, is if you don't want Lamar Jackson on that roster – then uh, who do you put in this place? I do think that there are two guys that had a legitimate shot. I actually think one uh, probably should have been put ahead of him, even though he's been criticized this year. And I do think that Josh Allen has had a better year. Even even in the loss mm-hmm. to the Buccaneers, when you saw how much they have to rely on Josh Allen, mm-hmm. uh, I, I would put Josh Allen ahead of him. And then, and, then, and then the only quarterback that I think that you could have a conversation to maybe put mm-hmm. in there would be Joe Burrow. Mm-hmm. 
don't That's think Joe one. Burrow's cost his team as much. Maybe you know we had we had Stink Schlereth on a, a couple of months ago after a Ravens game on our Sunday show that had to do with George Reister, and we're just talking about Lamar's comebacks, and he made the point of you know sometimes those comebacks speak, happen because of Lamar's mistakes in the first half. True. So you know so when you're trying to correct all of that. Uh, you know, and he has a great comeback for as much as you want to be like, man, that's just Lamar being Lamar. Well, why were they down 14 points? You know, mm-hmm. like those are, I think those are things there. But if you were to replace Lamar Jackson, I do think you could put Josh Allen on that list. And I do think that an argument could be made for Joe Burrow, the Bengals. Uh, I wouldn't, I wouldn't disagree. In fact, what I would do is I would say, hey, let's, uh, let's take the quarterback from the winner of the AFC North and give them <laughs> Give them the Pro Bowl now. How about that? <laughs> they get the automatic bid. They get the automatic oh. bid, yeah. Then Ben Roethlisberger will stick around three years if they somehow miraculously win this thing. Uh, we uh. get back in that, boys. Yeah. Sam, get Bucky on Twitter, at Bucky Brooks. Down, you can down, find me. Down to 125. <laughs> oh, boy. I'm going to have to refresh. <laughs> find me on Twitter, at Dan Byer on Fox. There is one NFL head coach that will not be cut from Bucky's list because he may be doing his best coaching job of his career. We'll talk about it next year on Fox. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at, at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see See what music does to people. It gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.